With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And then we got Dory Funk Jr. Uh, last match, February 29th, 2020. Still living. Most recently wrestled on February 29, 2020 for his own FC bank promotion in Bellevue, Florida, teaming with the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott Steiner, to defeat the team of Blaine Rage and Jake Logan and Shane Chung. So we all know Dory Funk Jr., Dorrance Ernest Funk, uh, professionally known, is an American retired professional wrestler, son of Dory Funk, and brother of Terry Funk, he was the promoter of Amarillo, Texas-based Western Sports Promotion. There goes a little bit of Dory there. He was born in Hammond, Indiana. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. Five children, ring names, Haas Funk, the long-tailed Dory Funk Jr., the Texan, the masked outlaw. He was six foot two, 250 pounds, built from the Double Cross Ranch, trained by Dory Funk, Ricky Romero, and Pedro Morales. Wow. Debuted in 1963, retired in 2020. Funk held the NWA World Heavyweight Championship once. He is the second longest reigning NWA World Heavyweight Champion of all time, holding it for four years. Only Luthez held it longer. He held the WWC Universal Heavyweight Champion once and the CWA World Heavyweight Champion once. He is uh, a 2009 WWE Hall of Fame inductee. He's working for All Japan Pro Wrestling and as a Pacific Wrestling Federation chairman and runs the Funking Conservatory, a professional wrestling school overall in major professional wrestling promotions. He is a one-time world champion consisting of the NWA World Heavyweight Championships uh, which is widely recognized as a counterpart to the WWE Championship. Story. Long story career, yeah. And then we got Frank Hinckley, who was, uh, let's see, wrestled his last match at USWA event in Nashville, Tennessee, teaming with Brian Christopher in a loss to Frank Morrell and Coco Beware. He died a few months later. Frank Hinckley. Uh, yeah, he played the spaceman, and let's see, he was from Albany, Kentucky. He also played Bozo Brown, Bozo Miller, the Great Bozo, Night Terror, El Diablo, and Frank Brown. He was five foot ten, two hundred forty-three pounds, built from outer space, and then it debuted in nineteen forty-two and retired May fifteenth, nineteen ninety-three. Long career, Frank. Yep. And we got Jimmy Valiant. 
and Jesus says it's still living as of him. Then February eighth, twenty twenty, was his last match. Most recently wrestled on uh, February eighth, twenty twenty, for Russell Pro in Broadway, New Jersey, where he teamed with Buster Jackson to defeat the team of Colt Cabana and uh, CPA. Right. Wow. Well, Jimmy Valiant. Um, better known as Jimmy Valiant, the boogie woogie man. James Marfall Fanning uh, was born in uh, Tullahoma, Tennessee, uh, ring named Charlie Brown and Jimmy Valiant. He's six foot three, 251 pounds, built from New York City, out of town as Charlie Brown, trained by Vern Gagne and debuted in 1964 to current. Let's see. And then we got K.Y. Wakamatsu. Uh, let's see. He's still living. He was born January 1st, 1942. His last match was February 15, 2019. And he last wrestled on a show independently produced by Keiju Muto uh, in J- Tokyo, Japan, where he teamed up with Great Kojika and Tiger Togushi in a loss to the team of Haisai Ishingun and Akitoshi Saito. Mashi Ogo and Shiro Koshiakia. Okay, I tried my hardest there. <laughs> Next, we have Gypsy Joe, which his last match was January 7, 2011. Joe wrestled his last match at the Gypsy Joe Retirement Show held in Tullahoma, Tennessee, by the Southern Wrestling Federation. Gypsy Joe was a Puerto Rican professional wrestler, better known under the name Gypsy Joe, while uh, he was Gilberto Melendez. While attaining much of his United States success in the Tennessee area, Melendez also gained a following in Japan. His career lasted six decades, and his highly physical brawling style and tough reputation made him an early pioneer of hard of the hardcore wrestling scene. There's Gypsy Joe in 1975, uh, birth name Gilberto Melendez. He was born in Puerto Rico. Uh, died in Nashville, Tennessee. His ring names was Aztec Joe, Blue Inferno, El Grande Pistolero, uh, Jean Madrid, Gypsy Joe, Jan Madrid, Inferno One, and Baby Grandpa. He was wow. five nine, two hundred and twenty four pounds, built from Villa Puerto Rico. We trained by Pampiro Furpo, and retired in. 2011. Now, if you remember, he's a real tough guy, and testimony to that is uh, New Jack tried beating him up for stiffing him. You know, why he didn't try to have some respect for the guy, but um, I don't know. They said he beat him up, but I watched the whole tape, and the guy's still standing. So, after supposedly being beat up by New Jack, the guy was still standing, and he was 80-plus then. Right. Tough guy. Yeah. So then moving on to Mil Mascaris, who is March 9th, 2019, was his last match. Wrestled uh, Lucha Libre Acapulco in Acapulco, Mexico, teaming with Captain Atamado and Dragon Lee to defeat the team of La Bestia del Ring, Ray Bucanero, and Valentia. Mil Mascaris, of course, 
was a Mexican luchador. He is regarded as one of the greatest wrestlers in lucha, lucha libre tradition in Mexico, along with El Santo and the Blue Demon, and has been described as the first international superstar of lucha libre. Mascaris is considered one of the most influential wrestlers of all time for enhancing and popularizing the lucha libre style around the world, both in the ring as a, the star of 20 films. He is also an accomplished artist, and cultural ambassador for his native country and has appeared on three of its of three of its postage stamps, although he has never been unmasked and his true identity is generally kept a secret out of respect for the Lucha Libre traditions. His real name is known due to appearing in the credits of several films he has starred in. His ring name is Spanish for a thousand masks. Uh, it's amazing. Born in San Luis Potis, Mexico. Um, he's a family wrestlers, uh, Don Caris and Alberto Del Rio, El Hisho Del Do Caras. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce some of these names. Dos Caras, uh, uh, which is two something. And um, he had another brother, El Cicadelico, um, and he had a mask that had it. Hijo Del Cicadelico, as well as his nephew. And then his, uh, he was 5'11", 245, trained by Diablo Velasco and uh, Jose Hermes. He debuted in 1963 and retired in 2019 and was included and inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2010, a WWE Hall of Fame in 2012. He is a member of one of Mexico's most prominent wrestling families. His brother Jose and Pablo respectively wrestle as uh, Dos Caras and uh, you know what you just mentioned. His son Alberto is a former WWE champion and currently wrestles <laughs> under Alberto El Patron. Jose's younger son uh, Guillermo Mo, Mo wrestles as El Hero del Dos Caras. Uh, Pablo's son Aaron is better known as you you know his name. I can't pronounce. <laughs> El Cicadelico. Where was it? Yes, junior. Yes. Yep. So, okay, and then we're moving on. Jackie Fargo, uh, his last match was September 16, 2006. He wrestled in a tag team match with Jeff Justice and Officer Kenny McKenney to defeat Dr. Tom Pritchard, Bo James, and the Sheik of RB for big time wrestling in Granite Quarry, North Carolina. So Jackie Fargo was an American professional wrestler known as Jackie Fargo. He competed in his Southeastern regional promotions and the National Wrestling Alliance during the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. The mainstay in NWA Mid-America, later Continental Wrestling Association, he served as a mentor to Jerry the King Lawler and the Fabulous Ones. Amongst other wrestlers in Memphis area, he was known for his blonde hair and the Fargo strut mannerism and had 45 tag team champions during his career with Don Fargo, Sonny Roughhouse Fargo, amongst others. Uh, his real name was Henry Faggart. <laughs> he was born in North Carolina, uh, died in China Grove, North Carolina, of heart failure. He had three children. Uh, his ring names was Honey Boy Fargo, Jackie Fargo, and Wildman Fargo. He was five foot ten, billed as two fifty. He debuted in 1950 and retired in 2006. Yep, famous, very, very. Uh... Prolific in that, oh, yeah. that time period. Frank Dorso, 
uh, last match, March 23rd, 2013, wrestled in a tag team with Sean Blanchard and Lou Martin to defeat Bobby O, Chris Cash, Shane Starr, and Justin Shane for the Key State Keystone State Wrestling Alliance in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, Bill Dundee wrestled his first match December 14, 2019, wrestled for Bobby Eaton at a Night of Appreciation event in Knoxville, Tennessee, where he teamed with George South, Bo James, and Stan Lee as they won, as they lost to Bobby Fulton, Brad Thomas, uh, Ryan Dukey, and Shane Williams. Now, Bill Dundee is a retired Scottish-born Australian professional wrestler, uh, better known as the stage name Bill Dundee, uh, is the father of Jamie Dundee and the father-in-law of wrestler Bobby Eaton. Uh, William Cruikshanks uh, was born in Angus, Scotland, and Jamie Dundee is his son. His ring names were also William Dundee, Sir William Dundee, and Squire uh, William. He was five foot seven, two hundred and fourteen pounds. I don't think he was even that tall. And he's from built from Australia. Debuted in 1962. Retired in 2019. Wow. Kenny J. Uh, last match June 16, 2012. Last wrestled in an 11 person Royal Rumble style match where he entered last and won. Last eliminating Eric Lockhart from the Rock and Roll Wrestling in uh, North Dakota. Then we got Bushwhacker Luke. Still living, still active. Most recently wrestled on February 12th, <laughs> 2022 for a Midwest All-Star Wrestling defeating Coda Jacobs in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. That's now, like Bushwhacker Luke. Bushwhacker Luke is a New Zealand professional wrestler, also best known for his appearance in the World Wrestling Federation under Bushwhacker Luke, where he teamed with Bushwhacker Bush as the Bushwhackers. He's also known for his appearance under Luke Williams for such promotion as NWA New Zealand, Stampede Wrestling, Pacific Northwest Wrestling, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, Southwest Championship Wrestling, and the Universal Wrestling Federation, where he teamed with Bush as the Kiwis and the Sheep Herders. Uh, yes, Brian Wickens is from New Zealand. He was also known as Cousin Luke, uh, Dudley, Gorgeous Teddy Williams, Luke Williams, Pretty Boy Floyd, and Sweet Williams. He was six foot tall, 242 pounds, uh, and debuted in 1962 along with Butch. Luke held the championships, including the NWA Florida Tag Team Championships, Mid-Atlantic Tag Team Championships, NWA North Pacific Heavyweight Championships, UWF uh, Tag Team Championships. The Doer were inducted into WWE Hall of Fame in 2015 and the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame and Museum in the year 2020 and uh, currently work with our friend Tommy Fierro in ISW yeah. in New Jersey. Yep. So, uh, and then we have L. Matematico. Yes, uh, yeah. It's, his mask had numbers on it, so it means math, mathematics. The last match was May seventeenth, two thousand fifteen. He wrestled his last match for FMLL teaming with Mano Negra and uh, Jill, uh, I don't know as the Jalisco as they lost to the Blue Panther and Damien 666 and Negro Navarro in an El Monte, California. Okay. And then we got <laughs> Octavio 
Jan, I can't say his name. Uh, he wrestled last January 20, 1977, wrestled his last match at the show in Guadalajara, Mexico, teaming with his grandson, Alturo Gona uh, and Bukura. I defeated Babe Sharon, a commando at one, and Luis Chivar. Uh, Luthez. His last match was December 26, 1990. The former undisputed world heavyweight champion last wrestled Mashiro Chono, Mashihiro Chono for the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, in Hadamatsu, Japan. He lost to Chono. Luthez was an American professional wrestler. He was the three-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion and held the title for a combined total of 10 years, three months, and nine days, 3,749 days longer than anyone else in the history of professional wrestling, considered to be one of the last true shooters in professional wrestling and described as a quintessential athlete, a polished warrior who could break any man in two if pushed the wrong way. Thez is widely regarded as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and the single greatest wrestling world champion in history and probably less globally accepted world champion. In Japan, Thez was known as the god of wrestling and was known as Tetsunij, which means Iron Man in respect okay. for his speed, conditioning, and expertise in catch wrestling along Carl Gotch and Billy Robinson. Thez later helped train Japanese wrestlers and mixed martial artists in catch wrestling. He was uh, born in Michigan. Uh, he died in Orlando. He had three children. He was six foot two, 225 pounds from St. Louis, Missouri, trained by Ed Santel, Ed Lewis, George Tragos, Ray Steele. He debuted in 1932 and retired in the year 2000. He had a lot of military service, uh, allegiance in the United States, service branch, United States Army, years of service, 44 to 46, and he battled in World War II. Successful amateur wrestler in his youth and ardent supporter of sports in his later years, he helped to establish, in addition to the beginning of the members of inaugural class, the uh, Luthes Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, which honors successful professional wrestlers with a strong amateur wrestling background and is a charter member of several other Hall of Fames, including WCW, Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Professional Wrestling, and WWE's Legacy Wing. Yeah, and uh, his nickname for him was Hunky because he was like right. a, big, a big hunk. You know, he was a good-looking guy when he was younger. The ladies uh, were always, you know, looking up at him. Right. And then we got Claude Rocca, uh, last wrestled July 5th, 2019, at ABC Wrestling, teaming with Christoph Kassig, Louis, uh, losing to Brutal Butcher, teaming uh, that, that was in France. We got Chick Donovan, last wrestled April 24, 2021, most recently wrestled for KLT Promotions in Rome, Georgia, teaming with Mike Jackson against Bryce Cannon and Cornelius Pepperbottom in a match that ended in a no contest. Uh, Chick Donovan. Golden it, Boy. Yeah, semi-retired. Uh, worked for Georgia Championship Wrestling <clears throat> and a short time with World Championship Wrestling. Charles Donovan Kelly, from Georgia, uh, known as Chick Donovan, debuted in 1977 and is obviously still current. The yeah. next we have the great Gama. 
1952 was his last match. Sources say that Gamma received active as a wrestler until 1952. The great Gamma, commonly known as uh, Rustam E. Hind, and by the ring name, the great Gamma was an Indian wrestler and strongman in the early 20th century who was undefeated wrestling champion of the world. Look at this dude. Remember, I said the thing that they held? Yes, That's yes. The He's the butt guy. Uh, he was born in British India and died in Pakistan. It, it, his ring name, yeah. He's only five foot eight and 250 pounds. He looks a lot bigger than that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there's him. Then Johnny Saint last match was 2015, June 13th, wrestled Italian championship wrestling in a tag team match with Manuel uh, Majority to defeat Mr. Excellent Psycho Mike. Uh, then we got Kim Duck last match wrestled for NPH J Japan Pro Wrestling 70th anniversary show in Tokyo, where he participated in a battle Royal and won. Uh, by Masakai Mokazuki. Let's see. And then we got Jose Gonzalez. October nineteenth, October 2019 was his last match wrestled against Invader 1 for World Wrestling League in Puerto Rico, teaming with El Bronco as they challenge the champions, Lightning and Thunder, for the WWL World Tag Team Champions. The match ended in a no contest. And we got Adrian Street. Uh, last wrestled uh, June 2014, <laughs> wrestled his last match for NWA in Birmingham, Alabama. Adrian Street, a uh, retired Welsh professional wrestler, also an author with his flamboyant, androgynous uh, wrestling persona, brought to prominence in 1970s and 1980s. Street was often accompanied by his longtime manager and wife, Miss Linda. Uh, the two were primarily heels. And uh, he's from Wales, UK, also known as Hell's Angel Number One, Kid Tar Tarzan Jonathan, and the Nature Boy, five mm -hmm. foot seven, two hundred thirty-five pounds, built from the Royal Forest of Dean, trained by Chick Osman and Mike Dimitri, debuted in fifty-seven and retired in two thousand fourteen. Wow! And we got Estrella Blanca. Uh, wrestled his last match on a AAA show in a loss in El Petrasa in San Pedro, Chuchalo, Mexico in uh, April 2011. Then we got Terry Funk, September 23rd, 2017, last wrestle for Big Time Wrestling in Spartan, South Carolina, where he teamed with the Rock and Roll Express as they defeated Doug Gilbert, Jerry Lawler, and Brian Christopher. Terry Funk. Mr. Wrestling 2. Last match was October 13, 2007. Last wrestle for Hawaii Championship Wrestling as he teamed with Steve Carino and won the HCW uh, Kekoluki Heritage Tag Tag Team Championship. We got George Julio wrestled last April 6, 2019 for New Age Wrestling in Australia, defeating mm -hmm. Bo Bowman, uh, Mike Jackson, Still active, most yep. recently wrestled February 5th, 2022 at KLT Promotions in Rome, Georgia, where he lost to Skrilla the Great. Uh, let's see. Yoshaki Fujiwara, uh, still living, still active, most recently wrestled on October 16, 2021 for All Japan Pro Wrestling in Tokyo, Japan, where he teamed with 
Maso Inu Katoru and Devil defeating Great Kajuki and Fuji, uh, Chikara and Sushi. Now Fujiwara, <laughs> he's, he's the uh, originator of the Fujiwara armbar. Yes, yes. Uh, John Cena, John Cena Jr. Last match, November eighteenth, two thousand sixteen. The biological father of John Cena. He wrestled his last match, defeating Chad Epic at House of Bricks Pro Wrestling in New Bedford, Massachusetts. I didn't know he was a wrestler. No, I didn't know that either. Wow. And I'm disappointed they don't have more information on him. And then we got Woody Farmer, who wrestled his last match April 12, 2008, wrestled for Bay Wrestling Federation in Alameda, California, teaming with his son, Shane Cody, and his grandson, Riot, in a six-man tag team match. Uh, then we got El Satanico, who is still active, most recently wrestled January 4th, 2022 for CMLL in Guadalajara, Mexico, where he teamed with Malefiso and Zand Zandokin Jr., losing to Blue Panther and Roja uh, in Chicago. I don't, I don't know that name. I'm sorry. Uh, then Jerry Lawler, still active, most recently wrestled February 5th, 2022 for Tennessee Championship Wrestling with Wolfie D defeating Doug Gilbert and Moondog Rover in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, then we got Mitsu Mom Momota living October 24, 2020 was his last match. Uh, mm. All Japan Pro Wrestling raising an armory, an arm uh, memorial series in Tokyo, Japan, where he wrestled team with uh, Omari and Fuchi, Fuchi Black Menso and uh, Honda defeating Yoshi and Tatsu. Uh, Akoda, uh, Chikara, and Ishikiki in a 10-man tag team match. That was really hard for me. <laughs> and then we got the Sheik, whose last match was in 1998, and he wrestled his last match in Japan. Bill Riley, whose last known match was uh, took place in 1968. And then we got Gustav Frist. Then Sky, and he wrestled his last match April 6, 1957. Uh, it is said that Gustav wrestled until the age of 72. Warren Bachwinkle uh, wrestled March 25, 1986, was his last, I'm sorry, 1983 was his last match. It is said Warren Bachwinkle, father of Nick Bachwinkle, wrestled until the age of 72. Wow. Jimmy Snooker, his last match was May 15, 2015. His last match was at an ECPW event where he teamed up with Frankie Flo to defeat the team of Andrew Anderson and Jason Knight. Wow. Uh, then we got Ron Fuller, uh, who it says still living. Last match was January 25th, 2020. Last wrestled on January 25th, 2020 for Continental Championship Wrestling in Dothan, Alabama, teaming with Jimmy Golden to defeat the Dirty Blondes, Leo, Brian, and Mike Patrick. Uh, then we got the Ultraman, who's still living. Last match in 2019, May, he, uh, teaming with El Solar, Super Astro, as they defeated Black Terry, Negro Navarro and Mano Negra at an event in um, 
Coatelitan, Mexico. Uh, then we got Mesanubu, Kurisu. I don't know. Kurisu. I can't uh, help you. I can't see. Yeah, you. I know. Uh, it's, it's the last match, September 2018. His last match was with Okamuru and Felino as they defeated uh, Negra and Solar One, Villino Four or Five, at the Expo event in Mexico. And then we have Mae Weston, last match, June of 1994. She wrestled her last match with Stormy Apple as they lost to Josie Navarro and Margaret Garcia at a Ladies International Wrestling Association in Las Vegas, Nevada. And then we got Joe Pesic, who wrestled his last match June 25th, 1965, uh, defeating Frankie Robera at Pacific it's jumbled. I can't even see that. And then we have Afa Anoy, uh, still living, wrestled his last match March 1st, 2014. And Afa is uh, Samu and his grandson, Lance Anoy. They defeated Homicide, AC Anderson, Eric Cobain, Havoc, and Mustafa Aziz in a 10-man tag team match for the promotion of World Extreme Wrestling in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Wow. Bob Orton Jr. last match. He's still active. Most recently wrestled for Pro Wrestling Epic on January 15, 2022, where he teamed with Jackson King and TS Aggressor, defeating Marty Starr, Sparrow, and Captain Midnight in Des Moines, Iowa. Then we got Ivan Koloff. Uh, last match was November 16, 2013. He wrestled his last match as he lost to Bob Armstrong at Superstars of Wrestling Number One in Rome, Georgia. So you mean tell me that he, uh, what's his name, couldn't put him over on his last match? Yeah, you would think, right? I mean, come on. And then we got Stu Hart, who uh, his last match was July twenty fifth, nineteen eighty six. He wrestled his last match in a tag team match with his son Keith defeating the honky-tonk man, Wayne Ferris, and Junior Foley at a stampede wrestling in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Then we got Jacques Maté, uh, he's still living. Last match was September 15, 2019. Uh, wrestled his last match at the Verdugo Mania 3rd Anniversary Show in Tonala, Jalesio, Mexico, teaming with um, Mate Jr., Rafaga, and Raymond in a loss to the team of Americo Raka, El, I don't know, Ramirez and Starman. I'm so bad with these names, but they can read them on the screen. The next yeah. one is Katsuji Udia. His last match was in August of 2016. He wrestled his last match for Frontier Mar Martial Arts Wrestling in Tokyo, Japan, defeating Hesegawa and the shooter in the MMA three-way match. Nikolai Volkov, his last match was May 5, 2018, wrestling for Battleground Championship Wrestling in Feasterville, Pennsylvania, teaming with Jim Duggan to defeat the the team of Mache Mercenary and Nikki Benz. Wow. Benz, who's one of my boys from TCW, Nick Burke. Yep. I love Nikki. 
And then we got Baron Michelle Leone, who last wrestled August 14, 1979. His last match, uh, he defeated Rat Ferrero at a wrestling event in Montreal, Canada. And then we got the great Kabuki, who is still living and wrestled his last match September 30th, 2018. His last match at a show that was independently produced by Masakutsu Funaki in Osaka, Osaka, Japan, teaming with Giant Small Baba, Small Antonio Noki, and Turuku uh, Kagawa to defeat the team of Hiro Dai Circos Yasuda and Mitsukuni Daiso Wakusho Yo and Yame Ishi Meijin in an eight team person tag team match. You know, I was in Japan for a while. You think I would like this yeah. was my tongue, but it just doesn't. Uh, so the great Kabuki still at it. So now we're moving on to our second hour of. Of, of the oldest living wrestlers here, and still oldest living wrestlers, uh, the great Kojika, as still wrestles for Najita Pro Wrestling and is a co-promoter for Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Bushwhacker Luke still wrestles independent shows as of February 2022, and uh, Fujiwara. Still wrestles in Japan as of October 2021. El Satanico still wrestles uh, for Lucha Libre as of 2022. Wow. Jerry Lawler still wrestles for VCA Wrestling and USA Championship Wrestling in Tennessee. Mike Jackson still wrestles for independent shows as of 2022 at 72 years old. Bob Orton Jr., uh, still wrestles independent shows at 71 years old as of 2020. A is uh, still wrestles as of 21 at 69 years old. Black Terry, 69 years old, wrestles in Mexico, 2022 currently. Uh, Fruza Guerrera still wrestles in Mexico as of December 2021 at 68 years old. Ricky Knight, 68 years old, still wrestles in England as of 2022. That uh, is, uh, excuse me, Ricky Knight is Paige, Paige's father. Okay. Uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, 68 years old, wrestles in Japan as of 2022. Still. Uh, let's see. Masanubi Fuchi, 68 years old, wrestles for All Japan Pro Wrestling. Still. 2022. Rocky Santana, 66 years old, wrestles Four in Mexico as of 2022. Uh, Johnny Kidd, 66 years old, wrestles for uh, in England. El Solar wrestles for Mexico as of November 2021. Ricky, Ricky Morton, wow. 65, wrestles independent shows. Uh, Negro Navarro wrestles uh, still for Mexico. Atsushi Onita, 64 years old. Still wrestles for Japan, 2022. And Mascara and No 2000, 63 years old, wrestles for and in Mexico as of November 2021. So big list there on yeah. 
And I'd like to go back on a few of these names, actually, because... Well, Tatsumi Fujinami was the first uh, junior heavyweight champion for the WWF. Yeah, I think there was there, a, a lot of stuff here was, was highlighted that didn't actually get to go over too much that I wanted to. So uh, let's just see. I, I think I'll, I'll start at my favorite guy here, uh, Terry Funk. <laughs> let's yep. go, go back to Terry Funk a bit. Uh, is a retired professional wrestler. Funk is also known for his, his longevity of his career, which spanned more than 50 years and included multiple short lived retirements and influential hardcore styles he pioneered in later parts of his career. And there goes Terry, birth name Terrence Funk from Hammond, Indiana, uh, alma mater, <laughs> West Texas State University. He has two children and he is the brother of Dory Funk Jr. Dory Funk is his father. He wrestled under the Black Baron, Chainsaw Charlie, Dr. Knows It All, Terry Funk, and the Texan. He was billed as 6'1", 247 from Amarillo, Texas, trained by Dory Funk. He debuted in 1965, retired in 2017, one of his retirements. Yeah. Over the course of his career, Funk has wrestled for numerous major promotions, amongst them All Japan Pro Wrestling, Extreme Championship Wrestling, the International Wrestling Association of Japan, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling, and the United States Wrestling Association, World Championship Wrestling, the World Wrestling Federation, and multiple National Wrestling Alliance territories, including Big Time Wrestling, Championship Wrestling from Florida, Georgia Championship Wrestling, and Stampede Wrestling. He was the promoter of Amarillo-based Western State Sports Promotion Championships held by Funk include ECW World Heavyweight Champion, NWA World Heavyweight Champion, USWA Unified World Heavyweight Champion, WWF World Tag Team Champions, and ECW Television Champion. Um, he had dined ECW's premier annual pay-per-view event November to remember three times. And Funk has been inducted into multiple Hall of Fames, amongst them WWE, WCW, NWA, and Hardcore Hall of Fame. So Terry Funk wanted to go back on some stuff about Terry Funk because I think that, you know. Yeah, I mean, you never say enough about Terry. Absolutely not. And then we get to Mr. Wrestling 2. A better known ring name by Mr. Wrestling 2, John Francis Walker was an American professional wrestler. He's best known for his appearances with Championship Wrestling for Florida and Georgia Championship Wrestling in the 1970s and early 80s. Uh, he was born in South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. He died in Honolulu, Hawaii. He was known as the Grappler, Johnny Walker, Mr. Wrestling, and Mr. Wrestling 2. He was six foot tall, uh, billed as 247 pounds from Atlanta, Georgia, trained by Tony Morelli and Pat O'Connor, debuted in 1955, and retired in 2007. He was hot as a firecracker, boy. They I love Mr. Wrestling, too. So, and then... We got Woody Farmer. 
He was a, an American professional wrestler and actor from Virginia. He died in California. He was six foot one, and he was trained by Ray Stevens. Wow. Yeah, they, they don't even have a picture of him here. Yeah, Woody Farmer trained tons of people. He was one of those main guys back in the day that were had camps. They didn't call them schools. You know, when we were talking about maybe there was 10 trainers in the country, he was, you know, he was one of those. Right. Then we got Jerry Lawler, uh, Jerry O'Neill Lawler, better known as Jerry the King Lawler, is an American color commentator and professional wrestler. He is currently signed to WWE, where he performs as uh, on the commentary team. So, born in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, had three children, including Kevin Lawler and Brian Christopher. Not sure about the other one. Uh, relatives, the Honky Tonk Man is his cousin. And Jerry Lawler, six foot tall, 243 pounds, built from Memphis, Tennessee, trained by Jackie Fargo, debuted in 1970. Uh, prior to joining WWE in 1992, then known as World Wrestling Federation, he wrestled in numerous territories, winning many championships, including multiple World Heavyweight Champions championships throughout his career. Lawler is one one-time AWA World Heavyweight Champion and three-time WCWA World Heavyweight Champion, making him a four-time world champion in AWA and WCWA. He unified the titles by defeating Carrie Von Eric at Super Clash 3, forming the USWA Unified World Heavyweight Championship, a championship which he held 28 times. He's also known for his feud with comedian Andy Kaufman, and he portrayed himself in the 1999 film Man on the Moon. Lawler has held more recognized championships than any other wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. Through he has never won any championships in WWE, having wrestled sporadically whilst primarily providing color commentary. Since joining the company in 2007, Lawler was inducted into WWE's Wrestling Hall of Fame. You know, I, I hate to say this, but I got—I never, I never got it. You know, I, I mean, how? Of course, you can be uh, hold as many titles as, more than anybody else because you're the booker, you own the company. So, you know, right, you're going to say what goes, and then be disre disrespectful. But, you know, um, but I do find it funny. I'll, I'll get off of that tangent. But uh, his uh, brother-in-law is a honky-tonk man. So they both had an Elvis gimmick. The king, right. Right? That's an Elvis gimmick with all the outfits. And same thing with the uh, honky-tonk man. Very similar. Yep. And we move on to Mitsu Mamota who was a Japanese professional wrestler and executive known for his work in the Japanese promotions, all Japan pro wrestling and later in pro wrestling. Noah, he is a son of Ricky Dozen uh, born in Tokyo, Japan. He is uh, five foot eight, 220 pounds and trained by show show Baba. He debuted in 1970. Yeah. Ricky Dozen was uh you know, like the Bruno San Martino of Japan. And I think um, it was a broadcast, was one of the first of its kind via satellite or some early technology that they had. So he's, you know, comes to royalty. Um, Ricky Dozan is, was that in Japan for sure. And then we got uh, the Sheik, 
Edward George Farad, uh, American professional wrestler, better known as the Sheik, the or often called the original Sheik, to distinguish himself from the Iron Sheik, who debuted in 1972. Farad uh, is credited as one of the originators of hardcore wrestling style. He was also the promoter of big time wrestling and the uncle of ECW wrestler Sabu. Uh, Farhat, Farhat promoted his shows at Cabo Hall in Detroit and was the booker for Frank Tunney's shows at Maple Leaf Gardens in Toronto from 1971 to 1977. He was born in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, he died in Williamstown, Michigan of heart failure and uh, let's see, his ring names were the Sheik, the Sheik of R.B., and the original Sheik. He was 5'11", 250 pounds from the Syrian desert, debuted in 1949, and retired in 1998. So then we got Billy Riley, uh, who was an English practitioner and teacher of catch wrestling uh, as a trainer in the sport, he taught some of the leading post-war World II figures in catch wrestling and his training in snake pit in Wigman, Lanshire, England. So um, let's see. He debuted in the 1920s and wrestled until 1968. Yeah, that, was, uh, that, that snake pit had a couple people that were involved in that and uh, trained some of the younger uh, guys had to shoot, really. Then we got Gustav Freinstensky, uh, a Czech strongman, Greco-Roman wrestler, and professional wrestler who competed in the first half of the 20th century. During his career, he, uh, he won almost 10,000 fights. The first one uh, when he was just 19 years old and the last one when he was 72. He's considered the strongest Czech and legendary symbol of strength for many Czechs. Look at this guy right here. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's he was born in uh, Austria-Hungary. Uh, he died in Czechoslovakia. And his occupation was to sh a strongman wrestler. That's the way he lived his life. Then we move on to Warren Bachwinkle. Often mix misspelled Bachwinkle. I don't know. Um, let's see. He was from St. Louis, Missouri. Children, Nick Bockwinkle. So this is Nick Bockwinkle's father. Yep. Uh, 220 pounds uh, from St. Louis, Missouri. Debuted in 1934 and retired in 1957. And we move on to Jimmy Snooker, James R. Snooker, uh, Wiley Smith. Was a Fijian professional wrestler, better, better known as Jimmy Fly Super Fly Jimmy Snooker. He was born in Suvu, Fiji. He died in Carl Springs, Florida. He had four children. His ring names were Jimmy Snooker, Jimmy Kalawa, Lonnie Kalawa, Tammy Snooker. Wow, the Superfly, Big Snooker, and Great Snooker. Built as 5'10", 235 from the Fiji Islands and trained by Danny Hodge. Debuted in 1968, retired 2015. Snooker wrestled several promotions from 1970s to 2010s. He was best known for his time in the World Wrestling Federation in the 1980s and was credited with introducing high-flying style wrestling to the WWF. He was inducted into the WWF Hall of Fame in 1996. Snooker was inaugural uh, ECW 
heavyweight champion, a title held twice in Eastern Championship Wrestling and then later in Extreme Championship Wrestling. His children, Sim Snuka and Tamina Snuka, are both professional wrestlers. Snuka was indicated and arrested in 2015 on the third-degree murder and involuntary manslaughter charges in relation to the May 1983 death of his girlfriend, Nancy Argento. Snooker pleaded not guilty, was uh, but ultimately found unfit to stand trial in 2016 due to being diagnosed with dementia. At uh, his declining, his health declined. The charges were dismissed on January uh, 2017, and Snooker died 12 days later at the age of 73. Yeah, and I can corroborate the uh, dementia because well before uh, that trial, he had been down to one of my schools probably in 2008. So I was wondering why he didn't give me like a warm, you know, welcome. And then like about an hour and a half into his visit, he goes, oh, like it hit him. He goes, oh. He remembered who you were. Yeah. I said, yeah. <laughs> right, and he couldn't remember names, but he definitely did remember faces. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. poor Jimmy. Oh, okay. said, tell me it's you, brother. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. and tell me who you are is what he was yeah. saying. <laughs> and then we got Ron Fuller, uh, born Ron Welsh, uh, better known as Ron Fuller, and the Tennessee Stud. He's the elder brother of Robert Fuller. Car- Colonel Robert Parker, Ron and his brother co-owned Continental Championship Wrestling for uh, quite a time. He was born in Tennessee. His ring names were Ron Welch and the Tennessee Stud, Ron Fuller. He was six foot nine. Wow. Huge guy, 260 pounds, built from Knoxville, Tennessee. He debuted in 72 and retired in 1988. And this Ultraman... We got Milo Ventura Chavez, a Mexican professional wrestler, best known as the Ultraman. His father it was the Ultraman Jr., but is not related to the first wrestler to use that name, who is not known as Starman. <laughs> they got a lot of words thrown around. He originally nope. used the name El Domenico, which he made his debut in 1964 and later worked under the name Milo Ventura from 1968 to 1975. Uh, let's see. He was born in Mexico. His ring names were Milo Ventura, Ultra Boy, Ultra Man. He was 5'9", 196 pounds, uh, trained by Chico Hernandez and Alejandro de, de Alba. Uh, debuted in 1964, retired in 2019. Wow. While he was unmasked in Mexico in 1987, he continued to wrestle under a mask in Japan, where he was very popular due to the character based on Ultraman television character. Chavez, El Solar, and Super Astro formed the trio as Los Cadets del Espacio. Cadets of Space. Space the cadets. space cadets, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty good, Ultraman. Uh, so uh, let's see what we could read. John Pesic was, uh, let's see, professional wrestler and greyhound racing dog breeder named the Nebraska Tigerman for his ferocity, aggression, and cat-like dexterity. 
Olympic freestyle wrestling gold medals, Robin Reed and Russell wow. Viss, both regarded Pesic as the greatest wrestler they've ever met. Wow. I think he had a brother, too. Jack Pesic. So he, he was born February 21st, 1894 in Ravina, Nebraska. He died in... Uh, in Nebraska, uh, at the age of 84 in 1978, he had seven children. Ring name, John Pesek, built at six foot 185. And uh, he debuted in 1914 and retired in 1965. It's a long career. Yes. Very long career. And then we got Afa Inouye. Afa Amituna. Arthur Anoy. I might have gotten that wrong. He's a Samoan uh, professional wrestler and wrestling manager. Since retiring, he has operated World Extreme Wrestling Promotion and trained wrestlers at the Wild Samoan Training Center. He uh, was born in the Western Territory Trust Territory, Wild Western Samoa. And he has seven children of the Anoy family. He's six foot two, three hundred and twenty-six pounds from the Isle of Samoa. He was trained by Kurt von Steger, Pete Maivere, Peter Maivere, and Rocky Johnson. Debuted in nineteen seventy-one mm. and retired in nineteen ninety-five. Wow. And then we can't miss Bob Orton Jr., born as Robert Keith. Orton Jr., better known as Cowboy Bob Orton, is an American semi-retired professional wrestler. He's the son of Bob Orton Sr., the brother of professional wrestler Barry Orton, and the father of professional wrestler Randy Orton. He is best known for his time in WWF and WWE, and he had also wrestled for several promotions in the United States, Japan, and several other countries. Robert Keith Orton Jr. from Kansas City, Missouri, I had three children, including Randy, Bobby, Barry, uh, sons and brothers. Ring names: Bob Orton, the Invader, Young Mister Wrestling. He was uh, six foot one, two forty two, built from Kansas City and also St. Louis. He was trained by Hiro Matsuda, Eddie Graham, and Jack Briscoe. He debuted in nineteen seventy two and still hanging about. Yeah. Wow, look, do you believe this? We're at the two-hour two mark. That's, yes, quick. yes, we're into our second hour of wrestlers that are uh, the longest surviving and still alive. So episode two, still going. Uh, next, we have Ivan Koloff, who was born Oriole Donald Paris in 1942. Uh, he died in 2017. He was a Canadian professional wrestler, best known as the third wrestler to hold the WWF championship. He was known as the Russian Bear, Ivan Koloff. Oriol Donald Paris uh, was from Montreal, Canada. He died in North Carolina. Uh, he was known, his ring names were Ivan Koloff, Jim Paris, Orwell Paris, and Red McNutley. McNutley. Six foot one, 298 pounds from Moscow, Russia, trained by Jack Wentworth and Dan Koloff. He debuted in 1961 and retired in 2013. Uncle Ivan. Good guy, yep. And then we got Stu Hart. 
Stuart Edward Hart, born May 3rd, 1915, was a Canadian professional wrestler, wrestling booker, promoter, coach, trainer, football player, amateur wrestler, and sailor. Guy with a lot of hats. Yeah. He is best known for founding and handling Stampede Wrestling, a professional wrestling promotion based in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, teaching many individuals as its associated wrestling school, The Dungeon, and establishing a professional wrestling dynasty consisting of his relatives and close trainees. As the patriarch of the Hart wrestling family, Hart is the ancestor of many wrestlers, most notably being the father of Brett and Owen Hart, as well as the grandfather of Natalia Neidhart, Teddy Hart, and David Hart Smith. There goes a shot of Stu there. Yeah. Eight, approximately, he was 18 in that picture. Wow. With an amateur wrestling belt. <clears throat> Stuart Edward Hart was born in Canada. Uh, he died of a stroke. He had 12 children, including Smith Hart, Bruce Hart, Hart, Wayne Hart, Dean Hart, Brett Hart, Ross Hart, Diana Hart, and Owen Hart. The Hart family, uh, Donald Stewart, grandfather, and Harry Smith was a father-in-law. Ring name was Stu Hart. He was 5'11", 230 pounds from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. He was trained by Jack Taylor and Toots Mont. He debuted in 1943 and retired in 1986. He had a background in the military service. He was buried in Edenbrook Memorial Gardens. He had an allegiance with Canada. His service branch was a Royal Canadian Navy, and a year's service was from 1942 to 1946 in World War II. Hart was born to a poor Saskatchewan family, but became a successful amateur wrestler during the 1930s and early 40s, holding many national championships, as well as engaging in many other sports. He began wrestling for a show in 1943 with the Royal Canadian Navy while serving in World War II, as he could not go to 1940 Summer Olympics due to that war. After leaving the service, he traveled to American and debuted professionally in the New York Territory for wrestling in 1946. Hart was considered very handsome and a good-looking in-ring performer, focusing on submission-like and technical style of wrestling. But despite this being popular in general, he was not given a major spotlight by the writers. And soon after marrying Helen Smith, whom he met in New York City, he created his own promotion in Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada, which would be known as Stampede Wrestling, and took over the surrounding territories, which covered most of Western Canada and the United States of Montana. Uh, the territory would go on to become known as the Stampede Territory. Thenceforth, in 1942, Stu and Helen moved to Great Falls, Montana. Hart's promotion featured a large variety of outside stars from the wrestling industry, as well as, home, as, well as homegrown talents from whom he booked storylines. <clears throat> Beginning from the 1950s, Hart helped train a large number of people from his company and gained a reputation as one of the best teachers in wrestling business. In October 1941, Stu and Helen moved to Calgary, Alberta, in what would become the famous Hart House. So, Stu Hart, long history of oh, yeah. getting people in the door. That's for sure. Wrestling and whatnot. <clears throat> uh, who else do we have here? Oh, wow. 
Five, we got Bob Orton. Okay, Kanek. I don't know who that was. Connect, El Connect, yeah. Okay. Felipe Estrada. Okay. Known as El Kanek or simply Kanek is a Mexican luchador or a mass professional wrestler, best known for 20 years. He worked for Universal, Universal Wrestling Association, where he held the UWA World Heavyweight Championship for a total of 15 times. As the major heavyweight Working for the Universal Wrestling Association promotion, he became one of the luchador's biggest attractions during the 1980s, especially through his high-profile matches against non-Mexicans that sold out numerous shows and led to the UWA using the same formula as the Canic versus the Foreigner for over a decade. He made his debut in 1972 as El Universalitario. Ah, ah, I can't say it. At the age of 18 and would later work under the same name as Principal Azul, Spanish for the Blue Prince. In 1973, he adopted the ring name El Canac, uh, inspired by Mayan Indian leader Jacino, I'm sorry, Canac, that he has used ever since. While he worked in Mexico for the majority of his career, he also made several frequent tours to Japan and he has worked in the United States as well as Europe. Oh, yeah, big name. Born in Mexico. I can't pronounce his ring names, but they're up there, so you can read them. As as well as the names I'm reading wrong, you can read them. Uh, he was billed uh, as six foot tall, uh, 243 pounds, and trained by El Chocola, Philippe Hamley, Indio Aztec, Mesiti and L. Remington won. He debuted in 1972. Yep, big name. On at all times. Then we got Black Terry. Black Terry is a Mexican luchador, better known uh, by his ring name, Black Terry. Uh, Esteban Mares, I'm bad with these names. Wrestling since 1973, he was once part of a group called Los Tamaros alongside of uh, Jose Luis Feliciano and Shu El Guerrero. He had previously worked on their mask character, Guerrero Mayo, the Maya Warrior, where he formed a group called, um, you know, the Warriors of the Future with a mask Feliciano and Damien El Guerrero. <laughs> He is the father of wrestler Guerrero Myra Jr., although the relationship is not officially recognized due to Guerrero Maya Jr. being a masked wrestler. Uh, Black Terry was born in Mexico. He was five foot five and a half <sighs> and 176 pounds, trained by Bobby Fossey, Luis Canales, and Chato Quisada. He debuted in 1973. So let's see. Then we got Ricky Knight, whose name was Patrick Frary, is an English professional wrestler and promoter, owner, and former professional wrestler better known as Rowdy Ricky Knight and the owner of World Association of Wrestling Promotion in Norwich. Paige's okay. dad. Yes. Uh, children, Paige, Roy, Roy Knight, and Zach Zodiac. 
He's built from Norwich, England, trained by Jimmy Ocean, and debuted in 1978. So, Ricky Knight. All right. I'm not going to kill myself with the Japanese ones. Johnny Kidd, no, Johnny Loning, Lowing is a retired British professional wrestler, best known as Johnny the Kid, and worked for what was known as the golden era of British wrestling. Uh, he's from England. He was five foot nine and two hundred twenty-five pounds. Trained by Ken Roy Ken Joyce, Amphil Amateur Wrestling Club. He debuted in nineteen seventy-eight versus Tony Scarlo in Salisbury, Wiltshire. Wiltshire. <laughs> All right, uh, L Solar. El Solar is a luchador, a mass professional wrestler who's been working in Mexico since 1975. His real name is not a matter of public record, as is often with the cases wrestlers in Mexico, where their private lives are kept a secret from the fans. His brother of him works as El Solar, too, and his son of him has been wrestling as El Hero del Solar since 2008. So that's a shot of them. He was uh, 5'8", 196 pounds, trained by Tuno Cruz, Los Calaveras, at, at number one and two. And he debuted in 1975, the year of my birthday. Uh, that was some uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, it looks like it's almost time to take it home, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, just a few more minutes here. And okay. uh, last, we got Ricky Morton. Richard Wendell Morton is an American professional wrestler currently performing in the independent circuit. He is current ECW television, and now he's not after pinning Macradona. All right, this is kind of old. Uh, Morton has performed with the Rock and Roll Express and described as a consummate babyface tag team. Morton has wrestled for a multiple amount of promotions in the United States, including Continental Wrestling Federation, Mid-South Wrestling, Jim Crockett Promotions, World Championship Wrestling, Smoky Mountain World Wrestling Federation, Extreme Championship Wrestling, as well as Japanese Promotions, All Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Wrestle Associate R. Uh, let's see. He has a school. He has seven children. Wow. Uh, Paul Morton was his father, the referee from uh, USWA. Todd Morton is his cousin. Um, I think is Kid Cash is one of his children, I believe. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Richard Morton, Ricky Morton, 5'11", 228, built from the Volunteer State of Tennessee, trained by Paul Morton and Ken Lucas, debuted in 1977, held dozens of championships throughout his career, NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, the Tag Team Champion, USA Unified, USWA Tag Team, WCW World Six-Man Tag Team. Uh, he's been included in the NWA Hall of Fame, Wrestling Observer, Newsletter Hall of Fame, WWE Hall of Fame. His skill of driving audiences in a sympathetic frenzies by convincing selling pain gave rise to expressions playing the Ricky Morton. So, you know, uh, a funny side note, you might want to check these out. If you look at some of the old promos and interviews they did, you can tell that he was the one that um, set the uh, tone or... Um, choreographed what they were going to say because when Robert Gibson is doing his part, Ricky Morton, you can see his mouth 
mimicking the words as as Ricky Morton's saying. If you look really close, you see him. Right, right. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> okay, we got a few more here. Uh, Negro Navarro, let's see, is a, you know, he was a Mexican professional wrestler on the independent circuit, made regular appearances in International Wrestling Revolution Group. He teams with his sons, uh, Trauma 1 and Trauma 2. And uh, he's popularized trios matches in Mexico. And let's see. Yeah, he was uh, 5'9", 198, trained by Florentino Martinez and debuted June 12th, 1975. These are guys still working. And Onita, of course, is a Japanese actor, politician, and semi-retired professional wrestler. He's best known for his work in Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling and is credited with introducing Japan to the deathmatch style of professional wrestling. There yep. goes Onita, just there in twenty August of 2020. <clears throat> uh, from Japan, known as Mr. Onita at Sushi Onita and the Great Nita. He's five foot eleven and two hundred and eighteen pounds, trained by Masio Koma, the giant Baba, Dick Byer, and Terry Funk. He Dick debuted- Bear. Dick Bear, sorry. He debuted April 14, 1974. Wow. He founded FMW in 1989 to defeat uh, Masari, I'm sorry, under his own rules and made it a full-fledged organization after his deathmatch style became popular with Japanese fans. He was the company's top superstar wrestling at sold-out events with large crowds, making hugely successful uh, company and learning, uh, earning lots of money. Onita sold the company to uh, Shoshir's Ari and retired in 1995 to pursue an acting career, which was unsuccessful, forcing him to return as a wrestler in 1996. He led stables Zen and Team Zero after his comeback and departed the company in 1998 as he was so upset at the position in his company. He held the FMW Brass Knuckles Heavyweight Championship a recorded seven times and headlined the first six editions of the company's premier events anniversary shows from 1989 to 1995. Yeah. Wow. Um, what, a, what a career. And um, Dick, Dick Bear is the in, intelligent, sensational destroyer. Um, he was a masked American guy, and um, he's huge, huge in Japan. They just love him. He's intelligent, sensational destroyer. That's Dick Bear. Absolutely. So uh, this was a, a long episode that, of course, we had to break into two parts. And uh, just a, a little history on, you know, the, the popular wrestlers of the time uh, going way back. And hopefully you got to learn a lot about the legends of professional wrestling uh, going back in, in, in a time where most people don't rewind back that far. Myself and the Iron Man, Tommy, Tommy Cairo, we That's rewind right. back that far. And this is what we're here for on Wrestling Rewind to educate you on the history of professional wrestling, rewinding as far back as the very beginning in whatever we can find. So we hope that you have been educated this evening on uh, on the list of 
professional wrestlers still alive, still active, and what their roles were in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, I hope you've also enjoyed it, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing that amazes me is uh, how long the the careers were. I mean, I don't think you're going to see that going forward. Amazing. Amazing. And such important positions that, you know, really were important in informing professional wrestling as it is today. So with that said, uh, thank you for joining us here on Wrestling Rewinds Wrestling Archives. And please join us back every Sunday night at 7 p.m. on the Monty and the Pharaohs YouTube, as we will be on every week. And uh, for uh, my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo, uh, Angel Amoroso, the Virgin Princess Angel, saying uh, thanks for joining us and have a great night and a great life. See Good night. You.